You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You're listening to another episode of the Power and Pros Podcast. First of all, Thank you for all of the love last week. Power and Pros officially turned two. I have been a podcast host for two years, and it was just truly, truly, truly overwhelming, amazing, and lovely to get all of the texts, emails, um, comments on Instagram, just everything. All the love that you guys outpoured was amazing. And then to top it off, the launch of powerandpros.com was amazing. All of the views on the website, retweets, shares. I posted on LinkedIn. Some of y'all shared there. And I'm just so overjoyed and thankful for the Power and Pros community. Like, I really, really love y'all. Y'all the real ones, the real ones, the real ones. Um, And so one thing that I did want to note for sure, if you've already visit, visited the site or if you haven't, that we have an upcoming Power Cafe Writing Workshop. On September 14th, we're going to have our first Power Cafe Workshop of 2021. If you were here in 2020, I started the workshops because we were all at home. There were a lot of things that I felt like I needed to unpack, that we all needed to unpack collectively, and the workshops allowed for us to do that. It's not strictly that you have to write poetry. It wasn't strictly that we're learning about poetry and that you are going to be a student poet after this. It truly was, how can I unpack some of the things that are happening in the world around me and in my personal world, my personal sphere? And it was just a beautiful moment to share, even virtually. And I think that's what's so great. It's because it's a personalized experience. We didn't even need to be in person and it allowed us to connect with people that weren't in our cities right so I got to meet people that weren't in New York and that was super dope and I still talk to some of them to this day because of the Power Cafe workshops and so I wanted to share that the first one is in a week do not miss it be sure that you go to powerandpros.com and register to get your spot there are only a few slots I do like to keep it small even though it's on zoom that way we can have that personal experience people can share we can give each other affirmation throughout and it's just a little bit easier when it's a smaller group um, so keep that in mind but I would love to see you there so be sure that you register All right, so this episode was inspired by a few things. One, a series that I watched that I will link in the show notes. There was one sermon in this series in particular that really had me thinking and I took a lot of notes on and it led to this episode. So I will link that in the show notes for you to watch. Also, if you are signed up for the newsletter, it will be noted there as well. The second thing that inspired this episode were good things happening to me. (laughs) Things are happening. I mean, I just launched a website that I built myself. I just celebrated two years of having a podcast that I never thought I would have, right? And then um, I shared a couple episodes ago. I'm moving into my apartment, and so things are coming along here and other things. And so things will happen to us and for us. And sometimes you don't want to share those things. Have you had that moment when something good will happen and then you don't even want to talk 
to people about it. Or you'll have a dream, a vision, a word that'll come and you're like, yep, this is going to happen. You start to get excited. You get giddy. Your brain starts to materialize all these things that haven't happened yet, right? But you can see it. Like you see the business popping. You see your bae walking you down the aisle. You see the things, but they're not here yet. And so sometimes you don't want to share because you don't want to jinx it or you don't want to get too far away from reality. You're worried that you're too much of a dreamer when something happens. And I think it's really unfortunate that the second we start to activate our faith, we kill it. The second we get a word and we believe the word for half a second and we let our brains go to that space in that place, we kill it. We shut it down. I want to talk about that. The power punch for this week is a journal prompt and it is what is the wildest dream that you've ever had? Was it being a millionaire, the end of racism, child, (laughs) not being afraid to start the thing that you keep having ideas about, whatever your wildest dream is. And it could have been like an actual dream that you've had or a dream that you want to manifest into the world. So uh, not all dreams we want to manifest. My one of my craziest dreams is that I was a mermaid and it was like not a cute little like Disney Channel mermaid. If you've ever seen Harry Potter, the mermaids that were in like the fifth movie were scary as heck. Like they looked crazy, okay, crazy. And I had a dream that I was in the Harry Potter swamp and I was one of the Harry Potter mermaids and it was terrifying. I was one of the mermaids and I was terrified, okay? It was not fun. <laughs> so I don't want that to manifest. However, there are other dreams that I have for power and pros, right? That are wild to me because they're not where I'm sitting at right now. And so either one, what's the wildest dream that you've ever had? Write about the dream. Don't retell the dream, but write about the dream. How did it make you feel? Can it ever become a reality. And so if I'm worried about being scared about the type of mermaid I'm going to be, maybe I write about that as a creative exercise and think about what about the be me being a mermaid or what about me looking that way? How why is that scary to me? Why did I not want to embrace, you know, certain parts or whatever? You can get as deep or a surface level with this as you want, but I think that as we Think about our dreams, especially those that we do want to manifest in the world. And especially if it's a dream that you haven't spoke to anyone about or very few people about. When you write there, pay special attention to how it makes you feel. Pay special attention to if you think it can even become a reality. And as you write, you'll be able to see more of how much is God in this how much of me is in this and how much of the world in their view is in this. Some things that we don't want to talk about, it's not because we don't believe in it. We're worried about if other people are going to feel it, if they're going to believe in it, if it can be a reality to them. And if you're writing and you see more of them in your dream, might have a problem, might have a problem. And so again, the writing prompt for this week What's the wildest dream you've ever had? Write about it. How did it make you feel? Can it become a reality? If it can, why? If it cannot, why? I feel that God led me to Exodus 
for the episode this week. And if I can be real with y'all, I did not want to read about Moses. Now, Moses is my boy. If you've been listening to the show, if you know me personally, Moses is my favorite character in the Bible. Like, my fave. But I did not want to talk about y'all to him again. I feel like we've talked about him. He seems like the obvious person when you're talking about power and your pros and your voice and owning who you are. And what you need to say, I think Moses is a great example of that. And because owning the power in my prose and my voice is something that I am constantly working towards, I think I can relate to him. And so that's why he's one of my favorite people in the Bible. And so I felt that it was typical for Des to talk about Moses again on power and prose. Like I did not want to do it. I want to give y'all something fresh. However, y'all know God be on it. And if he says something, then you just be feeling like you have to do it. And there's also still so much I can learn from Moses' story. Like, me and Moses are not one and the same. I actually don't get it. I have not cracked the code of Moses and his life and everything that has happened. And so I wanted to come to y'all with Moses, one, because God told me to. But two, there's something new that I saw. And I think that's what's so dope when you read something or you revisit something. You can see something new. So, little recap. In Exodus 3 through 4, Moses is confronted by God and is given a task that seems too big for him to handle. So, naturally, Moses shares his concerns, God shares some miracles, and then boom, Moses goes and does what he's told. In Exodus 5, we see Moses begin to go and do the thing. And I feel that a lot of us are in that space where we're like, okay, let me just do it. You know what I'm saying? And he begins to speak words he never thought he could speak in a people he never thought would listen. That's Exodus 5. So that's just a quick little recap of like three chapters. Obviously, there's more in there, but that's the gist. God came to Moses. Moses like, hold up. You got the wrong one. God was like, nah, it's you. Do this. Moses like, I bet I'm going to do it. So we pick up in Exodus 6. Nine. We pick up in Exodus 6, 9. It reads, Moses told this to the Israelites, but they did not listen to him because of their broken spirit and hard labor. Okay, so there are two reasons that the people didn't listen. One, their broken spirit. Two, they were tired. Like, that's what happened. So if we pop down to Exodus 6, 12, just a couple verses later, Moses said in the Lord's presence, if the Israelites will not listen to me, then how will Pharaoh listen to me since I am such a poor speaker? Okay, can we talk about how Moses internalized what happened? Let's talk about it. He's at the beginning of something new. He's trying to activate his faith. And let's be honest, that's hard work. When you're trying to do something that you haven't seen done before, when you're trying to do something on your own, when you're trying to do something that maybe wasn't a dream for you, but God was like, yo, you go do this thing. And you're like, okay. And you finally get to that point where you're going to do it. You finally get to that point when you're going to do it. You go and do the thing that you felt was right, that you felt God told you to do. And then it didn't work how you thought. It didn't work how you thought. There is something special and unique that has to happen to keep the the fire alive. And Moses kind of goes wrong in this. In 6-9, it said the people didn't listen because of their broken spirit and because they were tired. So Moses then later to say because he's such a poor speaker, that's why they didn't listen. 
he he missing the scope of what's happening right now. And I believe that where Moses went wrong is three different places. One, he forgot the word of God. God told him he was going to meet resistance. God said that off rip, like at the beginning. He told him, Pharaoh ain't going to listen to you. You got to go to him again. I'm going to have to like, you know what I'm saying? Shake up his world a little bit because he's going to have you messed up. He said that at the beginning before Moses did anything. So we do the same thing. If we, if I'm being real, I do the same thing. We'll know that everything ain't going to be peaches and cream all the time. And we'll know that, you know, it's called faith for a reason. Like everything is not going to just pan out as you think it's going to pan out. And what sustains us during those times is remembering what God said. Moses forgot what God said. And that's why in the midst of of things actually being exactly as God laid it out, Moses internalized it and decided that because he was a poor speaker, quote unquote, that's why the people weren't listening to him. When that's not what happened, six, nine tells us their broken spirit was the issue. So the second thing that Moses had messed up was that he internalized other people's brokenness. It clearly said that they had their own issues, but Moses made it his problem. He made it an issue that he had to fix. He made it something wrong with his character. He aligned himself to their brokenness so much so that he called himself broken. Have y'all had that happen when you're around people and they don't have their stuff together? So you're like, yeah, we need, we got to get our stuff together, girl. We got to, it's like, hold on. We, I actually am good. I actually am walking in what I'm supposed to be walking in right now for the season that I'm in right now. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And there are so many times that we false flag and we align ourselves with things that ain't ain't the thing it's not really what's happening and it becomes so real to us because we're attached ourselves to other people's brokenness so that's the second thing where Moses had it wrong and then the third thing he misused his time in the Lord's presence so Exodus 6 what is it Exodus 6 12 Exodus 6 12 He's saying, it says, so Moses said in the Lord's presence, he's in the Lord's presence and he was complaining and it ain't nothing wrong with complaining to God. First of all, it is encouraged. It's very much so encouraged. And actually over the past week, I have been finding so much comfort of complaining to God. I'm like, yo, bruh, fix it. Like one day my prayer to God, the only time I talked to him in a day, I said, fix it fix it. That's it. And I just moved on. Like I was like, I'm annoyed <laughs> and I need you to fix this. And so it is encouraged to complain to God. It's encouraged to be real with God. You do not act, have to act like everything's all good and gravy. If it ain't all good and gravy, God can handle it. But in looking at it, Moses could have prayed that God healed his speech issue. He's been talking about this since the beginning, since he saw God in Exodus three. Okay, so we have moved on. So much time has passed. We're still talking about the same thing. And I do that same thing. I will go to God with the same stuff. And I'm complaining about it, but I'm not asking him to fix it. I'm not asking him to do anything about it. I'm not really bringing that to him. I'm just saying I can't because X. Instead of in spite of X, God, you can. That's the key. You know what I'm saying? And so he could have prayed to God to heal his speech issue. He could have asked for strategy on how to move forward. He's like, okay, I did what you told me to do. And these people ain't doing what I told them to do. So what's the strategy? How we move forward from here? 
He ain't asked for no strategy at all. You talking to the king of kings, the lords of lords, the person who called you in the first place. He the one. And you in his presence, you have his undivided attention. You have his time. And you're not going to ask for no strategy? Hmm, I don't know. And he also could have praised God for the breakthrough ahead of time. He's like, you know what? You are all knowing. You are all powerful. I know you got it, big homie. So I'm just going to praise you in advance because I already know, even though I can't see it, you worked it out. There's so many other avenues that Moses could have taken to make this thing pop off. And he didn't. He didn't. He misused his time in the Lord's presence. And some days it's going to take everything you have just to get to God. Can we talk about that? Last week, every time I talked to God, it was an extra spiritual labor for me to do. To sit with him, to talk to him, to be like, hey, (laughs) it's me. How y'all doing? Like, it took me a minute to get to him. And you're going to feel that way. It's, it's not going away. There's no magical Christian wine that's going to make it just pop off where every time, every day you're going to want to talk to God. It's going to be some days when you're like, bruh, you get on my face. You're not going to feel like it. You may be overwhelmed and that's fine. But if you muster up that spiritual courage to get there, once you get there, use your time well. Truly communicate with him. Tell him what the heck is going on. And allow him to assess the situation, to get down and dirty with you. Moses felt that this moment was too good to be true. That if he dreamed it, it would be a waste of time. That God's promise stood no match against his humanity. He's like, I'm human. And in my humanity, you know, I have a speaking problem. So what you talking about? I is That's too good for my situation. And I felt that I have, and when I say I feel Moses on that level where it's like, God, what you talking about? That's great. And I believe that God is good. I believe that he heals folk. I believe that he does things for people. But when I think about me, listen, I'll be like, listen, I'll, I don't know. You could have did that for her, but for me, you know me. And it's God's like, yeah, I do know you, which is why I know that's why I promise you what I promise you because I know you you know what I'm saying he's like I know you and we feel that way too often too often we'll have dreams and some desires that are so big you know they came from God like you know they came from God and things that you want to talk about that you're afraid to even share when in reality we could have been like Moses and already taking some steps and things are just panning out differently than we thought. And the more I think about it as it relates to our pros, owning our power, stepping out on faith and doing the things that we're supposed to do. I think that we don't have a speech problem. We know what the thing is when we don't want to share something. We know exactly what it is that we want to share. Sometimes we thought five steps ahead and we're like, girl, this is how it's going to look year three of Power and Pros. I already have ideas for year three. I just hit year two and I had these ideas last summer, pre-newsletter, pre-website, pre-everything. I had an idea that I cannot activate on right in this moment. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't even want to share it with anybody because it seems crazy. It seems crazy. And I don't see how I'm the one for the job. Right. And 
what I think is not a speech problem. I can tell you the things I haven't written some things written out in my notebook. So it's not a speech problem. It's a confidence problem. We have a confidence problem. We lack confidence that God will do what he said. We lack confidence that we're the right one for what God wants to do. And that is a space where we have to truly activate our faith. We have to go to that next level. Before Moses went back to Egypt, he had to share what God told him to do with three people. His father-in-law, his wife, and his brother. All three of them heard Moses and moved. They did what he said. The very thing he was nervous about, people not listening to him, had already happened three times. It already happened three times. It was, hey, bruh, God told me this thing. Uh, let's move and they moved he had to ask his father-in-law to let him go back to egypt out of respect and his father-in-law said go peace be with you have fun godspeed he had to tell his wife because he had to pack her up and get her to move and she moved and even on their walk if you read i believe it's in exodus 3 she had to do something for moses while they were going back to egypt and she came through did that thing But it was because Moses had to tell her what was up. You know what I'm saying? So she believed in what he said. Then Moses, because he was nervous, he told God he was nervous. And then God gave him Aaron to help him on his journey. So he had to go and Moses had to go and tell Aaron what was going on. And immediately, if y'all read it, he told Aaron and then him and Aaron went to go deliver the message. It wasn't a rebuttal from these folk. It wasn't no, eh, I don't believe it. it wasn't none of that. And it was Moses doing the very thing that he was nervous to do once he got to Egypt. He done did it three times already. Moses needed confidence and more so not in himself, but in the power of God. Some things we're going to be asked to do are going to feel larger than you can take on. They're going to feel like too much. And you're not going to know if you're the person for the job. You're not going to be able to see how it can actualize and come to form. But if we have confidence that if God said it, we believe it, that if he said it, he going to come through, that he not going to abandon us, that he not going to leave us on stuck, looking stupid, looking crazy. Your speech begins to change. It shifts. And you begin to speak with so much confidence. Not only do you believe in what you're saying, you can get others to move with you. It becomes, it becomes from your mouth to movement, feet hitting the pavement. You begin to see the thing literally be built before your eyes. I didn't want to say that I was going to do the website. I was worried because one, what if I don't do it? Now people can try to hold me accountable on something. Two, the vision I had for the website, I was like, our poets are going to submit their work. Literally was like, Moses, who's going to listen to me and say, hey, this space is for you. Submit your work. Submit your work. Let it live as it is on the power in your prose. Everything that I talk about on the podcast, it was going to actualize in this virtual space. And I was nervous about that. Then adding the workshops, like I had it all written out. I had the speech. I didn't have the confidence and it took way longer than intended for the site to finally be up. And I praise God that it's up. 
because I know how much confidence, how much faith, how many days when I was like, ooh, child, like I just don't know if this is going to happen for it to be there. Where if you type powerandpros.com right now, it is a thing that took a lot to get there. Confidence problem. It was not a speech problem. It's a confidence problem. There are going to be some things that feel so big. But the more that we speak on them, the more that we affirm what God said, the more that we come to him, the more that we have our our spiritual partners and they can speak life into us. They're really just repeating what you said. When people affirm what you say, you got to say it first. You know what I'm saying? And so the more that we do that, the more real our dreams can become, the more real that they can become. So the power tool for this week is to go back to God. Go back to God. Every time Moses was nervous, if he felt something was too good to be true, too good to be said, he needed help, he went back to God. He went back to God each and every time. And going back to God could be worship. It could be quiet time. It can be journaling, watching a movie, taking a walk But make the time, make the time. There was one time actually last summer, I felt like I needed a moment with God, but I didn't want to do it in a traditional way. If I'm being real with y'all, I didn't want to read. I didn't want to do no devotional. I didn't want to do no praise and worship, but I knew I had to do something. Something had to activate me to wake me up. And so I watched The Pursuit of Happiness. Now, I watched The Pursuit of Happiness because it makes me feel good. I watched The Pursuit of Happiness because it was a story about triumph. Will Smith and his son had to believe. He had to believe in something. He had to believe. Even when everything around him was coming at him, he didn't lost his wife. His son um, was, you know what I'm saying, going through it, had to take him out of school. He didn't have no money. He was staying in homeless shelters. Like, all of this stuff happened in a movie. And yet and still, he had to believe in something. So I watched the movie just based off the plot. I didn't seen the movie before. And I'm not even a person where I usually like to watch movies over. But I watched it because I, I just needed my faith to be activated. So I'm watching it just off what I know. What I didn't remember, because I've only seen the movie once before I watched it again in 2020. And I watched it in like high school. So when I watched it again this time, I did not know that at one point in the movie, Will Smith went to a church. He went to a church and there was a guy either giving a testimony or it was like a preacher. I don't know if it was a regular person or if it was a preacher, but either way, it was a moment, a scene where he's in a church and whatever was said was exactly what I needed to hear that day, that day, that moment. And I'm thinking it's just a movie, right? I'm thinking this is just like, I got, I don't got no words for you right now, but I'm trying It just took enough for me to go to Netflix and turn this movie on, right? And there was a scene, there was a specific moment that was right there just for me. And it wasn't in a traditional way. And so I want y'all to know, if you need God and you can't talk to him right now, that is fine. If you don't want to go to the traditional ways, if you don't feel like going to the sermon um, that I linked in the show notes, if you don't feel like having praise and worship in your room, if you don't feel like praying, seek him in something just have the train of thought of like okay what can i do that might be unique to me that might not be the traditional way but it is still with god in mind i'm telling you he honors it 
and it might not show up and like, oh, it just happened that there's a, a church scene in the movie and da da da, right? It could be something completely different. However, God knows you and he going to come to you in a personal way. You come to him personal, however that looks like right now, and he will meet you there. I promise you. So going back to God can look so many different ways, but make sure that you take the time. Take the time. You'll get exactly what you need. You'll realize that it's not too good to be spoken. What he's giving you, he can give, he can sustain you through it. So the power tool, go back to God, make it unique to you, and he will meet you there. Also, be sure that you sign up for the Power Cafe Writing Workshops. They are officially back. And I'm so excited, y'all. We have not did a workshop in over a year. I've had to get myself together, honey, and build up my confidence, get some little strategies, you know what I'm saying, X, Y, Z. And I'm excited to write with y'all again. I know it is going to be fruitful, amazing, powerful and i'm excited to write with y'all as a reminder the first session is september 14th at 7 eastern time be sure that you register via the link in the show notes it is going to be powerful if you plan on writing with me september 14th or beyond there's also a workshop bundle there are going to be three workshops before the end of the year one in september one in october and one in november for a discounted price on the tickets, you can sign up for the workshop bundle and you can get all three registrations for all three workshops that we're going to have for the remainder of 2021. Each one is going to be different. Each one is going to be powerful and you'll be able to discover new pieces of yourself and your faith in each workshop. So be sure if you haven't already, visit powerandprose.com. You can also read some of the poet's work that is up already under the featured poets section. There are three beautiful black female poets that have submitted their work. Two of them are actual um, sound bites, so you'll be able to hear their work, which I think is so great. And I'm so thankful to them for being able to share their work in that way. Y'all know power and prose is about the voice, your authentic voice, and however that shows up for you. And I just love that they chose to honor their work with their actual voice, um, outside of just their written words. And so, shout out to the poets that have already been featured. If you are a writer, maybe you write in the workshops and you want to share something after, or you're thinking about sharing something but you don't have anything yet, that's why I've been sharing journal prompts and our power punches every episode things for you to ponder on but also if you write something dope and you want to submit it check out the website see how you feel share it with us submitting is you deciding that you love your voice you honor what you wrote and it doesn't have to conform to the thing that you have to you think it has to conform to and that is the intention and the beautiful thing about power and prose is that it is strictly the power in the prose not the standard of what writing should be and so if you haven't already go to the website it's linked in the show notes get inspired by others work um listen to their words let it fill you but then also if you have any writing that you would like to share i would love to read it i would love to feature more poets this is a always on platform for you guys so yeah check it out and submit but you can also sign up for the workshops and the workshop bundle through the website so powerandpros.com get into it visit um and yeah i just pray that you guys have a fruitful rest of your week dream 
on. Do not let the boggles of this world get you down. Don't let things steal your faith, especially if you are in the beginning stages, the infantry of of a new thing that you're stepping out and activating your faith to do. Do not take on the burdens of other people. Do not forget the word that God gave you. Do not misuse your time with God. Go forward. Remember that there is power in prose and profess that power this week. Love you guys. Bye. See you at the workshop.